You're listening to episode number 11 of the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. The goal of today's show is to answer all of your questions about what it means to be a social media influencer. You see myself and many others growing an audience, spreading a message, and making a living on social media. So you know that it's possible, but how on earth does it actually work? Today's guest, Kaylea Nicole, and I will be pulling back the curtain and giving you an honest look at the world of influencers, personal brands, and content creators. We'll explain what it means to be an influencer, how we make money, what daily tasks are within our businesses, and best of all, how you can get started today. We'll also tackle one of the biggest things that holds entrepreneurs back, fear. But first, I want to introduce our guest, Kaylea Nicole. Kalia is a multi-passionate entrepreneur, social influencer, major goofball, and the founder of Gal Getaway, a creative movement fueled by workshops, events, and trips across the nation for women in business. In her two years as a content creator and influencer, she has worked with hundreds of brands and created a business of her own. As a result, she's been able to quit her day job so that she can focus on building her own empire full-time. Kalia now thrives on spilling all of her business secrets and helping creatives curate business strategies that they can implement immediately. She loves to teach others how they can get started exactly where they're at, create more impact with less overwhelm, and how to overcome limiting beliefs so they don't hinder their own growth. I know that you're going to love Kalia's message and energy as much as I do, so let's get this episode started. Welcome to the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. I'm your host, Marie Wold, health and fitness influencer, coach, and lifestyle entrepreneur committed to educating and empowering women to become their very best selves. Each week, my guests and I are proving that with hard work and the right mindset, absolutely anything is possible. We are here to bring you not just inspiration, but also actionable takeaways that you can use to create a life that you love right now. We're talking all things personal development, including health, fitness, confidence, relationships, and so much more. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. I'll be honest, when I first started my fitness journey, I was that person that never had a plan. I walked into the gym and just did whatever I felt like that day. A couple sets here, a few reps there, and then I would leave. And after a year or so of following that approach, I had seen a little bit of progress, but I knew that so much more was possible. So I finally decided to get on an actual training program. And what do you know, after just a couple weeks of sticking to it, I was blown away by the progress I was making. I was getting stronger, looking better, and feeling more confident than ever, all because I finally committed to a structured plan plan. I thought I would get bored of a program, but it turns out having some consistent variables allowed me to truly challenge myself and I looked forward to beating my previous best week after week. Having structure and accountability from a plan makes a world of difference when it comes to your fitness goals. Myself and my hundreds of clients can definitely attest to that. Throughout the years, I have developed my signature training method and perfected my best workouts and now they're available in my very own iPhone app. Sculpted Strong is a four-phase, 12-week program that focuses on building a strong, toned, and feminine physique while also gaining confidence and feeling amazing. So if you're looking for something that will both transform your body and keep your workouts fun and interesting, this is the program for you. For more info and to sign up, go to mariewoldapp.com. That's M-A-R-I-E-W-O-L-D-A-P-P.com. 
And because my podcast listeners are just the best, I created a discount code that will save you $10 on your enrollment. And that's PODLOVE, P-O-D-L-O-V-E. And that again is on mariewoldapp.com. I know that you're going to love this app as much as I do, and I cannot wait to see your transformation. Hi, Kalia. I'm so excited to talk with you today. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So after hearing the basics of who you are and what you do, we're dying to know what is the background that led you to starting the business that you're in now? What led you to be a social media influencer and like what has your life path been like, I guess? Yeah. So it's really funny because I never thought that this is what I would be doing (laughs) with my life per se, but I am currently a full-time college student in St. Pete, Florida. And two years ago, I was just getting into college. So it was like, like end of like August, 2015. And it's almost, almost three years ago now, but I really just wanted a creative platform to express myself on. I knew I wanted to be in business, didn't really know what that looked like, but just that I didn't want to waste any free time or any time that I had between classes. So I ended up starting a blog uh, called KayleeAndNicole.com and it really just started to grow from there. I started getting contacted by brands. I started you know, reaching out to brands and then began to get into the influencer realm. And from then for like the last year and a half, I've been just working with a ton of brands and then began my company Gal Getaway, which is all about events and workshops for creative business owners, mainly focused towards women. But yeah, so it's just kind of been like a crazy, just go with the flow journey from, you know, starting as a blogger to becoming an influencer to now being full-time social influencer slash entrepreneur. That's so awesome. What are you in school for? So I'm going to school for marketing and international business. So I'm doing a major in marketing and a minor in international business. And I was going to do entrepreneurship, but I would have had to take one more class. So I was like, nope, I'll just, I'll just do international business. Oh my goodness. That's the exact same thing that I went to school for. So that's really funny. I was a marketing major, emphasis on international business, and then also like a certification of competency in Spanish. Oh my goodness. That's so funny. Wow. What are the odds? (laughs) I don't know about you, but personally, I feel like I didn't learn a whole lot about like how to actually do marketing and marketing school. Like (laughs) everything that I know is through like innate business sense or just from like trying it myself and like learning along the way. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. And it's so funny because I was just having this conversation with another friend the other day about just college and is it really, you know, worth the money you're paying for and worth all the time that you put in. And my parents, if they hear that, this they're gonna kill me. But I literally I hate college. I don't I mean, I go because they're like, You need school, you really, really need school. But again, I totally agree with you that I've personally learned all of my knowledge through podcasts and books and research and you know, hands on experience and having a mentor and things like that. Because for me, just being able to actually implement it like in real life, in real time, completely trumps anything that I could ever learn while like sitting in a classroom. (laughs) Oh, true. Yeah. And like, I remember sitting in one of my, I think it was like consumer behavior or something. And that class is actually really interesting because I talk about 
like psychology and stuff, but there was like a chapter in the book about like the internet and social media. And they basically like the textbook was only probably a year or two old, but they were talking about like what Facebook is and like how brands can like post on Facebook and have a community. And like, it was so basic. There was so little that was like still relevant. And the thing is like with how fast paced the marketplace is today, like even if they try to teach that stuff in school, it would be outdated by the time they printed it in a textbook. Yeah, totally. That's, and I absolutely agree. And that's why I'm like, why am I here right now? Because some of my professors are like, you know, 60s, 70s, still talking about print marketing. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to leave. I'm just going to leave now. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's rough hanging in there. I, f- I finished even though I didn't really want to. Like I was kind of in the same boat as you. But by the time I was seriously considering like dropping out, I only had one or two semesters left. So I was like, I'll just finish what I started. But uh, yeah, exactly. That's exactly where I am too because I only have two semesters left. So I'm in the same boat where I was like, oh, I really don't want to be here, but I'm so close to finishing that I might as well just get it done. Yeah. Yeah. I was the same way. And there was kind of that pressure from my parents of like, they had been helping put me through school and all that stuff. And so it was really important to them that I finished and I like felt a moral obligation to them. But you'll be so glad when it's done. No, totally. I cannot wait for sure. (laughs) Yeah. So going back to like your current business now, you're a social media influencer. And I think the term social media influencer is like really widely used, but also super misunderstood by people that like aren't necessarily in the biz. So in your opinion, what is an influencer and like, what does that mean in a career sense? So I agree with you that it's kind of like an oversaturated word if we can explain it like that. But I think with, you know, social media influencing and just the word influencer in general, it really means that you can kind of sway somebody to think a certain way or act on a certain thing. And that could be, you know, very positive or it could be negative. So when it comes to influencing for me, I want to always, you know, create a positive impact and a positive movement and change just on the social media space where I talk a lot about, you know, really hard things that are going on with my, in my life, whether that's with school, whether it's family stuff, whether um, it's friend stuff. And I don't give like crazy specific details, but for me, it's all about being transparent because I don't believe that you can start a movement or create a positive impact if you try and make it seem like your life is, you know, all put together and it's perfect. And all you do is travel and you work with all these big brands, you know, I think that that's why there's a lot of negativity um, associated with, oh, I'm an influencer because people are like, oh, well, you think your life is perfect or you have it all figured out. And it's like, that's just not the case. And I've never wanted people to think that's the case with me either. So I think that it's great that this is an opportunity for us to make a living and have an income and it can, you know, become our jobs like it has for, you know, for you, for me and for so many other people. But it really does mean that when it comes to it being a career that you have to be very careful that you don't get sucked into um, playing up that, oh, you know, I have it all put together when, you know, we're regular people just like everyone else. So that's kind of how I look at it. But for me, it's just really all about, you know, creating a positive change and an opportunity in a space where you can build a community that feels empowered. They feel feel inspired and they feel encouraged when they walk away, you know, from your content or they're scrolling through, you know, your feed. Mm, I love that. I think 
you're right that social media influencers do get a bad reputation. One bad egg spoils the bunch sort of thing. Like if one social media influencer that someone comes across is entitled or is snobby or does feel like they're better than their followers, then that kind of ruins it for the rest of us who are super transparent, really pull back the curtain. We're like, yo, I'm just a real human. I struggle. Today I came on my Instagram story and was like, you guys, I am spiraling. Today is a hot mess. Here's what I'm doing to pull myself out of it. Just in case you're experiencing the same thing or like the next time you feel like you're spiraling, this is what you can do. And we're in it together sort of thing. Instead of I'm better than you. I have everything figured out. My life is perfect. Look at me. That is not the type of influencer that like I strive to be. And I also think it's important to recognize everyone is an influencer to some degree. Labeling someone as like, I am a social media influencer, kind of on accident tells other women that they don't necessarily have influence. I talked about this recently with another one of my guests, but everyone is an influencer. We all have influence within our circle, whether that's, you know, just your inner circle of friends or a broader circle online. No, I I totally agree. And so it's funny because I have had that conversation with so many of my friends as well. And they're like, oh, well, Kaylee, I don't have a huge following or like, I don't do this or I'm not doing, you know, what you're doing. And I'm like, but you still have like a core group of people that trust you, that they want to hear your opinions, that they'll, you know, if you recommend like a new face lotion or something, they're like, oh, I have to go try it. Like one of my girlfriends was like, Kaylee, you need to try this foundation. I was like, I'm on it. And I like bought it the next day, you know, like she had influence over me and my, you know, purchase decision. So I think that is an important part to touch on too, because it's so true that it's all about like, not even, okay, what platform are you on? It's like how you use your influence too, because it can be used in all different arenas. It doesn't just have to be on social media. Right. I just think it is so awesome that you have kind of taken the leap. I know you used to have a part-time job and you finally, you know, put in your two weeks and like decided to go for it. So at what point did you realize that building a personal brand was going to be like an actual viable career path that you wanted to pursue? I was working the part-time job, which (laughs) I'm really glad that this is what I get to do full-time now. But I just remember that I had, you know, that job and a couple other jobs beforehand. And I've just never been a great employee employee. I was always like late or focused on other things or, you know, trying to build my brand on the side. And so I just knew, (laughs) I just knew like, you know, working for other people was just not for me. And so when I started to kind of gain traction on what I was doing with my Instagram and my blog, I was like, man, okay, what if, what would happen? Like, what's the worst possible thing that could happen if I really decided to take the leap and do this full time? And I just remember thinking like the worst scenario was that that I would have to get another job, which to me, I was like, okay, well, that wouldn't be too bad because I'm still young. I still have a lot of time. So I was like, you know what? I'm just... I'm going to quit my job and this is what I'm going to do full time. And, you know, I haven't looked back ever since. And as I have grown, I'm, you know, I've hired a business coach too. And she's just been helping me with a lot of mindset shifts and saying like, okay, Kalia, like just in case, like if you have like a, you know, quote unquote bad, like finance month or whatever, like you don't need to, you know, go back and get a job. Like you can't live like out of fear that it's not going to work out and stuff because that was the biggest thing for me to overcome was not even like, can I do this? Cause I knew I could, but I was just always, you know, that typical fear of like, can I pay my bills and can I support myself? Like, can this really work? You know? Yeah. Oh, I love that you brought that up. And I love that you say that you have a business coach because really 
having a coach or having a mentor, even if it's from afar, like someone that you really trust to walk you through this process is so, so helpful because it is scary. Like it's terrifying to let go of that safety net. Like we were talking before we hopped on and started recording that I was in a really similar position to her. I was really ready to be done with college and I had a full-time job offer waiting for me on the other side, which was my dream when I first started college. I was like, well, I, I want to climb the corporate ladder. I want to get really highly ranked in a big corporation. And I had that opportunity. And then when it was finally staring me in the face, I was like, wait, this is not what I want. I need to work for myself. I need to like give myself a fair shot at building my own life first. And then if that doesn't work out, I can always try again. But you have to try because otherwise you're always going to be wondering what if you're going to regret it so much if you don't give yourself that opportunity to just try. Oh my goodness. No, totally. Something that I always say is that I'd rather hear a no than never know. And essentially playing off like I... I don't want to spend the rest of my life wondering like, man, what if, because if not, you can always pivot. Like you can always go back and get a job. Like if push comes to shove, but I never want to spend my life being like, man, like I really wonder what would have happened if I took the leap, I became an entrepreneur. I really pursued this full time and I put all of my time and focus into it. Like what could have come out of that? You know, because I feel like I would regret that way more than having lived in, you know, being comfortable and being like complacent. Mm -hmm. And so how did you shift or like, how can someone listening shift from being in that place of like living out of fear and just letting fear hold them back to then like just going for it? I feel like the only way is just to jump off the cliff (laughs) because I feel like we're always going to be a little scared. I mean, I was absolutely like terrified, absolutely terrified. I mean, I am only 20 years old and I was like, you know, people are going to think I'm crazy. Not a lot of people understand what I do or see it as like a viable career path. You know, I'm not going to get the best response here. And I knew my parents were going to be like, Kalia, what are you doing? (laughs) You know? So, but I was like, man, this is just really what I want. And again, it was a lot to do with, you know, am I either just going to let this fear consume me and am I going to let it hold me back the entire time or am I just going to go for it? And so I decided, you know what, I'm just going to go for it and whatever happens happens, but I'm just going to kind of roll with the punches. And I know that's a lot easier said than done. So I guess like some actionable steps leading up to that is I was working full time and then I dropped down to part time and then I dropped from part time down to like one or two days a week. And then I eventually had a conversation with my boss and I was like, Hey, you know, this is kind of what we're looking at. I'm probably going to leave by, you know, February or March of this year, whatever I was thinking. And he kind of knew it was coming and he and I had like, we were pretty close. And so he wasn't like, okay, well, if you're planning on leaving, then bye. You know, he was like, no, I totally understand. And he was super supportive and knew that this is what I wanted to do. So he was like, okay, like, just tell me when you're ready to go and like, go ahead. So that's kind of what I did, but I was kind of, you know, preparing myself subconsciously where I was, you know, eliminating a lot of pay that I was expecting in order to make room for having to create that extra income on my own. And in doing that, it kind of was warming me up to the idea of, okay, well, I either stay here and I start picking up more hours again, or I take the leap. And so I just decided to take the leap. 
Yeah. I really like that you clarified on that because I feel like so many times when people hear like, oh, you just need to take the leap. They think that they need to like drop everything that they're currently doing and do a 180 and just all of a sudden start a new path in life. That's not really the case. I think the smart way to do it is to slowly scale back, keep working on your side hustle while you're still employed, while you still have that safety net, and then slowly step down from that. Eventually, yes, you do have to take the final leap and cut the cord, but it's not that you should be just reckless and yeah, not like walk in one day, like I quit bye, And like, no, absolutely not. No. And I, even during that time too, when I was working, I would save, you know, like, you know, 20 to 30% of every paycheck and just put it in savings that would eventually go towards my business. Because I knew that even once I took the leap, it didn't mean like, Oh, all of my income is taken care of. You know, I would have to start building that up as I started building up my client base and working with more brands, you know? So I was saving, you know, some money aside so that I wasn't too stressed out. And I knew, okay, well, like I have some money saved up. So I have X amount of time to kind of get, you know, to this certain place. And that really helped me to, and gave me more peace of mind when I did eventually cut the cord because I knew I wasn't doing it recklessly or without a plan. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So speaking of finances, just like everyone else, content creators, influencers, we have to pay the bills. So can you walk the listeners through like, what are some different ways that influencers can monetize their platform or their personal brand? Oh my gosh. I love this question because I love talking about money. <laughs> um, and I think that it isn't talked about a lot, especially in you know the social media realm. It's kind of like taboo, which I think is so weird and so funny. But some of the ways you know I've made money is obviously brand collaborations. I've done eBooks. I've done... I, I've even picked up like doing social media for other businesses. So kind of like freelancing. So if you're really good at graphic design or photography, you know, maybe shooting a lookbook for a local boutique or creating some of their social media graphics or Facebook ads or whatever that may be for social media. And then I am also in the process of like writing a book. So that will become a passive income stream and I'm making courses and masterclasses. I'm going to do group coaching. I've done mentoring sessions. I also mentioned earlier, I started Gal Getaway. So that is events and workshops and trips. So I do profit off that, you know, because of everything I do to put it together. But it's also like a great way for me to travel and get to know, you know, other people in the industry. So those are kind of some of the ways that I've been doing it. I've even seen people do like Facebook groups as a membership option, like $10 a month, or people have started, you know, a clothing line, or they've done a collaboration with, you know, a boutique where they did, you know, like a a purse or accessory line or something like that. So there's tons of different ways beyond just brand collaborations and ways that you can use brand collaborations like doing a collaborative like line with them that's outside. Oh, let me just do promotional things on Instagram. So, but those are some of the ways I've made some money. Yeah, there are so many different ways that you can have revenue and receive revenue. And I was talking to my accountant, I just hired basically a virtual CFO and she was like, well, what are all your different streams of revenue? And I was like, um, let me count. There's a lot and they're all smaller. You know, like it's not like I get one big fat paycheck every month. I'm set. There are a lot of smaller trickles that go into like the bigger stream, if you know what I'm saying. And that's kind of what you have to do. And you have to, especially at the beginning, get scrappy and have a bunch of stuff in the works, which it sounds like you do, but you also can't expect that stuff to start coming right away. I think a lot of people 
they're like, oh, I want to be an influencer. And the first thing they think about is how do I get paid when in reality, your first thought should be like, how am I going to offer value? And what am I going to build my brand on? Exactly. Yes. No, that's so, so important. And I'm glad that we're having this talk about it, but (laughs) because it's, I, again, I've had this conversation with so many people that are in that exact area where they're like, I want to be an influencer. I want to make money on Instagram. And I'm like, okay, great. Well, how are you going to serve your audience? And they're like, uh, and I'm like, okay, well let's start there first. Because at the end of the day, the reason I can sell eBooks and events and courses and things like that is because my audience trusts me and they know that I bring a lot to the table and I have value that I can offer them. So they latch on to that. It's not because I have all my systems in place or my website is perfect or I'm super famous. It has nothing to do with any of those things. It's just the fact that they trust me. They, you know, know about me. They know about me as a person, as a business owner, and they want to be a part of that in some way. So it's all about like, showing up and serving your audience before you ever sell them because you're not going to sell anything if you're not serving them first. Yes. And I think I honestly spent like my Instagram account is seven years old now, I think. And I spent like the first two to three years not asking for a single thing in return for my audience. Like I was just serving, 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 serving. And even now, like I'm very protective of how many brand collaborations I take, how much I'm like asking from my audience because I really value their trust and like I really value what they think of me and I never want to be like that billboard influencer you know where like they they seemingly accept like everything so I'm so careful about that because that trust from your audience is really priceless and like once you break that or if you just skip like cultivating that respect and that trust like to begin with, you're not going to be successful and you're not going to last, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, when I first started too, I've only been doing this for about two and a half years now. But when I first started, it was, I did, you know, a lot of free work to kind of build up my portfolio. I was constantly serving. And even now to this day, you know, I've worked with over, you know, hundreds of brands and made, you know, several thousands in brand collaborations. But even with like, you know, a small example is the new Instagram feature that rolled out about, you know, questions where you can ask anybody a question. So I've done that a couple of times and I just put one up for ask me anything about working with brands. And I was, you know, trying to answer all of them, you know, as fast as I could, you know, and giving like really in-depth answers with actual applications. So I never want my audience to feel like, oh, well, if you want to talk to me, you have to buy a mentoring session or you have to buy my ebook because I don't want them to feel like I'm inaccessible. I offer those things to give them more in-depth help, but I still want to show up on Instagram and show up in their inbox and show up on Facebook for them where they feel like they can come and talk to me and ask me a question and I'll give them an honest answer and I'm willing to help them out because I just want them to know. I want my audience to know in general, like I'm here for you. I want to encourage you. I want to help educate you. And that's my end goal, you know, for all of this. It's not, oh, I want to be making all this money and, you know, selling all these things. It's like, I'm here to help people in any way I can do that. That's what I'm going to do. But I still, obviously it's still my job. So I still have to make an income, but yeah, it's so important that you are like serving your audience in any way that you can first and foremost. 
So I saw a recent post of yours and you're talking about like how you had decided on the four pillars of your brand, which is so important. And you said that they are getting started having a mindset of success, business and monetization. So can you talk a little bit about why it's important to get clear on your pillars and like get clear on what sort of value you're going to be bringing people? Because you could totally just like spew random nonsense and like tips every single day, but that wouldn't necessarily help like you build a personal brand. Yeah, no, totally. So again, this goes back to my coach. <laughs> she was like, she asked me that question one day. She was like, hey, Kaylee, like, what are your brand pillars? And I'm like, um, what? Come, come again? <laughs> what are my what? And so she sat down with me and was like, you really need to clearly define like, who are you speaking to and what are you speaking to them about? Like, if you're going to be speaking at a conference or you're putting out new content, like, what four things are you focusing on so that you don't get so overwhelmed in everything you have to create and your audience knows what they can expect from you. So I sat down and I just wrote down like kind of every single question I've ever been asked really. And then I would pull them together into different categories. I had like six categories and I was like, okay, well, what ones do I feel like I have the most expertise in and I have the most answers that I could give. And it came down to those four because I really am passionate about talking to people in regards to how do you get started? Like, what does that actually look like? Like what website should you be using or what hosting, what domain, um, how many blog posts should you have up when you first get started or you know, do you need a LLC? Do you need something more? Do you, you know, what does all that look like? Um, because yeah, those, those logistics are, like tie people up yes, so much. Yeah. And I hate that. And I've talked to too many people that have not started just because of those things, because they didn't have the answers. So that's what I want to provide. And then having, you know, a mindset of success and having a growth mindset is all about like, a lot of us have limiting beliefs and I truly believe that, you know, success has nothing to do with having the perfect strategy, but rather it's having some strategy, but a whole lot of faith and desire and knowing that with, you can do absolutely anything as long as you put your heart and mind to it. And with that comes like, having a growth mindset where you're like, you know what? Okay. I'm going to learn. I'm going to grow. I'm not going to be like, I can't have this or I can't do this because of X, Y, Z reason and not letting anything limit you from achieving the goals and the dreams that you have. And then with business, I know business and monetization sounds so, you know, vague, but monetization was again about the, you know, the things we were talking about earlier, like how can you really make money? Like outside the typical things that you hear of like brand collaborations and sponsorships, like what are some passive income streams that you can create so that you can automate part of your business where you're waking up and you got paid <laughs> while you were sleeping. And then business is again, you know, time management because I'm still a full-time college student and I used to have a part-time job and I was doing my business. Like, what did that look like for me? And, you know, you know, legal things and contracts and pitching to brands and just stuff like that. So I just for me, the four were really embodied everything I love to talk about and everything that people kind of know me for that I felt like I could provide the most value with. Yeah. Uh, I love that. And I was having total like praise hand emoji reactions <laughs> to what you were just saying about like, if you have something in your heart and you're willing to work for it, like that's what you should be doing for your job. So for people listening, like that might be really overwhelming. Like how you even narrowed it down to that. If anyone listening is anything like me, they're interested in like a million different things and like could go a million different directions. So it's such a struggle for me. But what are some steps that our listeners can take to get clear on what like their bigger vision for themselves should be and like start going after it? Because I mean, it's like 
paralysis by analysis. Like I said, there's so many things where sometimes you want to do everything. So you just do nothing and you stay in one place. Yeah, no, totally. So I even consider myself to be a multi-passionate entrepreneur that's in my bio (laughs) and it is something I've always struggled with too. And so I've really just decided to embrace it because I'm like, you know what? Great. Well, this means I have a lot of ideas and I have a lot of options. So what I do though, in narrowing those things down is whatever I'm kind of thinking about, or there's, if there's something that I keep coming back to, I decide to just pick that one thing and do it at like 110%. So that's essentially what I did with Cal Getaway is I had my blog for a while. I did two events in 2017, loved it, couldn't stop thinking about them. So at the end of 2017, when I was making my you know New Year's resolutions, I was like, you know what? I really like this. I don't know if I want to do it full time though, but I want to find out. And so I decided that I would host an event every single month for you know this year to determine whether or not this is what I really wanted to pursue. And I knew that I would either host an event every single month and continue through with it, or after at least, you know, two or three more, I'd be sick of it. And after I kid you not, the second one, I was like, no, this is what I want to do. And so I tell this story a lot and people are like, oh, well then it was easy for you. Like you picked one thing and you went for it. But what I sometimes fail to mention is that I had my blog, you know, a year and a half before that. And even before I started my blog, I thought I was going to be an Olympic athlete. (laughs) Like I was training for that, which is completely different from having a blog and, you know, hosting events and doing what I'm doing now. But I just decided like, okay, I can either be an Olympic athlete or I'm going to go, I'm not going to do sports in college and I'm going to pursue business. I chose business. And then I decided to branch out and do a blog. And then I decided to do events. So it's kind of like, almost like mapping a tree out on a page and like there's tons of branches and you just kind of pick which one you want to go for. Because I don't think that when it comes to a lot of things you're passionate about that you can really go wrong when it's something you really love to do. It's just a matter of in that season of your life, what's the best fit. And I don't feel like you can just look at something and be like, this is the perfect fit. Like sometimes you really have to do it to figure out if that's what's right for you then in there. And it may be, or it may not be. And then you move on to the next thing. But I've just kind of decided by, you know, doing it, 110% seeing if that's what I want. If not, I move on to the next thing. And if it is the right thing, then I just keep going with it. But that's just what I personally do. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I think that's super true. And I think the most important things from that are like, one, once you pick what route you're going to go with, like you have to go for it. You can't half-ass it. Like I like, I like the quote that's like, you can't half-ass things. You have to use your full ass. Like that, (laughs) that's what you need to do. Right. So like once you pick something, you need to give it like a solid effort otherwise you're never going to have closure about whether or not that thing was the right fit for you. So like go all out. And then also if you figure out something's not the right fit for you, that's fine. Like you're not permanently on that path forever. You know, you can switch, you can go back to a different branch and like have a whole new lifetime basically. Like I feel like I've already had like three. So, you know, (laughs) right. No, I totally feel that. And I mean, I felt the same, like when I first started working with brands, I was like, this is it. This is what I'm going to do forever. Like I'm going to be a mom blogger one day. That's my calling. Like this is everything. And then after it was, I kid you not, like January of this year, I was like, I'm getting really burnt out. Like, not that I didn't love, you know, working with brands, but it just wasn't as fulfilling to me. And I kept going back to the event thing. So when I would do events, so I was like, 
this is what I like am so passionate about. It's fulfilling to me. I feel like I'm living out my purpose. I'm living out my calling when I do this. So I was like, I'm going to focus on events more than I am going to focus on working with brands. And you know, that's, what's been good for me in this season. I may go back and start working with more brands. I don't know, you know, but right now, like I'm really happy with where I'm at and I'm super passionate about what I do. I don't feel burnt out. And so that's why I know like it's the right time for me to be doing what I'm doing. But like I said, life changes, seasons change. It's okay if you go back to something. It's okay if you don't. But I just think, yes, absolutely, that you should be doing something like, you know, with your full effort so then you can truly know, like, is that what you ultimately want to be doing? And I actually love that you mentioned burnout because personally, I feel kind of this like nervousness about even talking about burnout because of like how privileged and grateful I am to like have the career that I have. Like I'm endlessly grateful for my job. So I always hesitate to say like, guys, I'm feeling burnt out or I'm feeling exhausted or I feel run down because I know that so many people would love to be in my position. And I know that my career is absolutely amazing and like so cool, but it also can be a lot. So can you talk about like either your experiences with that or also like what a day in the life of like a social media influencer is or like a content creator is to help people understand like what all goes into it. Yeah, totally. And when I said like, I'm not feeling burnt out right now, that also probably has to do that I'm on vacation, (laughs) but I've definitely like, yeah, I've, I mean, I've definitely felt that so many times. And I think that a lot of that has to do with not working out of my zone of genius as I like to call it. So basically like if I'm taking on tasks and doing a bunch of things I'm not good at, I know we were mentioning like I'm not tech savvy like at the beginning of this. So if I'm, you know, trying to learn coding and doing all these tech stuff, like I'm going to get burnt out because I'm not passionate about it. It's not my zone of genius. But when I'm hosting events or I'm speaking in front of people, or I'm even doing like live videos, like that's when I'm like, I'm in my you know best comfort zone. Like I'm not getting burnt out because I'm so passionate about it. So A typical day in my life though, even, you know, as like a social influencer and entrepreneur is, you know, I wake up pretty early. I do a lot of me time. I'll do my devotional. I'll read a couple chapters in whatever book that I'm working on. I'll get a workout in because if I don't work out in the morning, it's not happening at all. So I'll take care of myself first, like mind, body, soul. And then when I come back and I take a shower and I like, you know, have breakfast or lunch, um, that's when I really start to sit down. I'll work on my computer. I'll be answering emails, writing blog posts, curating content for the week. I have three interns, so I'll be checking in with them, seeing if they have any questions, setting up the meeting for that week. I will sometimes, you know, I'll take breaks in between. Sometimes I'll do... I'll work for like 25 minutes, take a five minute break, or I'll work for like an hour, take, you know, 30 to 45 minutes off. So it really just depends on the kind of mood I'm in. I don't push myself because I feel like as a creative, if you constantly push yourself to like meet certain, you know, goals on a daily basis, it's easier to get burnt out because creativity, I feel like just flows. It's a lot different than working like a nine to five office job where you come in, you do X, Y, Z, you clock out, you leave, you come back and you repeat with, you know, in a being in a creative field, it's all about like making sure you're staying inspired, making sure, you know, you're not getting burnt out and you're operating within your zone of genius. So I don't push myself day to day. So if there's days where I'm like, I'm just really not feeling it. Like 
I'm, I'm going to chill that day. <laughs> I'm going to watch some Netflix. And then, you know, some typically on the weekends, I'll be shooting content. So I content batch in order to stay ahead of myself. So I'll shoot about three to four outfits every time I get with my photographer. And then, you know, I'll turn those into blog posts, turn those into Instagram posts, turn those into Facebook ads, whatever they you know need to be for. I'll be pitching to brands. So it really just depends. And, you know, sometimes I have, you know, an event coming up in a couple of weeks or it's that week. So most of my time will be focused on that instead of blog posts or, you know, social media content, but I really just go with the flow again. Like some, I don't have typically my Sundays are always my day off, but during the week I'll even take a day off too. If I'm like, Oh, Wednesday, not really feeling it. I'm not going to, I'm going to take today off. Like, you know, I'll do that too, but that really does help me stay inspired and stay in like my creative flow. So I'm not constantly pushing myself too hard. Yeah. I think that's like the beauty of working for yourself is you can choose to take days off. And that's actually something that I have been like unable, mentally unable to give myself permission to do until just recently when I was like really hitting a wall. I was like, I have nothing to talk about. I don't want to take pictures of anything. I don't want to talk about anything. Like I just want to sit in a hole and like do nothing. And so I was like, okay, I think I need to just like give myself some space and like let it come to me. Because if you're constantly like searching for, you know, like deep stuff to say and like just like wisdom it's it's fake that's not authentic anymore right and it's like draining and you're just working again from a place of fear where you're like well if I don't create today I'm gonna be irrelevant no one's gonna remember me I'm never gonna make money I need to get it together and so I'm finally at that place I'm like you know what I can take a half day off or I can only do things that don't sound horrible for one day I don't need to get to every single one of my annoying tasks in one day and that's the beauty of working for yourself. But it's also really hard when you're like an entrepreneur and you're passionate and you take a lot of ownership over your job to let yourself do that without feeling guilty. No, absolutely. I mean, but for me too, I had to do that for my mental health because I have anxiety. And when I don't give myself space or I don't give myself a break, I will lose it. I can't do anything. I'm done. No one talked to me. I can't. So I was reading this book. You've probably heard of How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. And he has How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. So I've been reading that. I don't know if you've ever read that, but I've, I read that. And literally the first chapter of the book is live in day tight compartments. So basically like stop worrying about what's to come. Don't worry about what's tomorrow. Just focus on today and do what you can today and then go to the next day. And that really helped me too as a creative and as an entrepreneur be like, okay, I'm going to focus on what I need to do today. And that's it. (laughs) Like that's just helped me, you know, stay focused, but you know, especially, you know, stay creative. Yeah. And as a young entrepreneur too, it, that becomes extra, extra important because I think we look up to people that are a lot older than us and a lot farther ahead on this journey than us. And it can be really easy to fall into the trap of like, I will never get there. That seems impossible. Like the distance from here to there is limitless and I don't understand. And it's so important to just like break down. Like, okay, if I just take it one day at a time. If I put one foot in front of the other, like I will get there, but I have to like give myself the room to take a step. You know, like if you're just thinking about how much is in front of you, you're not going to be able to go anywhere. Yeah, no, totally. Absolutely agree. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, There's so many things that just like are really consistent across everyone that is in like the same space as us. And that's what I've been finding like through podcasting, which is really cool because I get get to just like talk to people that seem interesting. 
but it seems like we all have really similar experiences when it comes to that kind of stuff. So one question I have is, and one thing that I've experienced a lot is people like not understanding my job, not understanding like what social media influencer stuff is like what it means to be a content creator. So how do you deal with people who like don't understand what you do or like are straight up just unsupportive of your career? Oh my goodness. This is such a good question. And it's also a really hard one because I've even dealt with people that are very unsupportive or very discouraging of, you know, what I'm doing. And they've been very close friends or even family members. And that's when it's been the hardest for me because I'm like, okay, well, it's not like you're just, you know, a random Joe Smith. Like, you know, I know you like, or you helped raise me, you know? So with that, I am very, very cautious of who I let get close to me. And I don't want to say I'm a very cold person or I'm way too guarded, but I do guard my heart in my work because I don't want to feel like I have to constantly explain myself to someone or prove myself to someone. So I'm very cautious about who I let into my life, who I talk to about work. When it comes to people that are not supportive, if they try and bring it up or they try and talk about it, I just say that I'd prefer that we didn't talk about it or we didn't have that conversation just because nothing, you know, from experience, I found like nothing really good comes out of it. I'm left feeling defeated and discouraged you know, and they're left feeling, however, I don't know, better or something. And so I'm just very cautious because I have to protect myself and I have to protect my business. And at the end of the day, like, I know that this is a part of my purpose. It's a part of my calling. And I am confident in that. I don't think that there's anything wrong with what I'm doing. And I kind of say that and it sounds very vague, but I even was talking about this on my Instagram stories that even as a Christian, because I'm not a pastor or I'm not, you know, doing something in the church, I've been faced with a lot of criticism of, well, you're not really serving the Lord or you're not being a good Christian. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like I'm in marketplace ministry. Like for me, my business is my ministry. It's I, you know, want to show people joy and love and kindness and grace. And that's okay if that's not in the church. Like I've had, you know, great conversations with people that aren't Christians and I love that, you know? So I think that I, you know, one, I'm just very, I'm very guarded. I protect, you know, my business. I protect myself and I'm careful about who I talk about things with. And yeah, I mean, that's kind of all you can do. It's always going to be a hard conversation. And I just feel like it's always harder with people that you know over people that you don't know, but I'm just confident in what I'm doing. And I know that, you know, I'm not doing anything wrong. So that's what I just choose to focus on rather than the people that, you know, don't understand what I'm doing. It's so helpful once you can get clear on like what exactly you do want to accomplish and what the bigger impact you want to have on people is because then you feel like you are like in not in the right, but like you have a purpose to what you're doing. And so then like the judgment of other people doesn't really affect you as much. Yeah, no, totally. And I used to be, I mean, and I'm still growing, I'm still working on it, but I used to be so concerned about like, what are they going to think of me? Or like, what are they going to say? And it really hindered my business because then I would not say things or not do things in fear of like offending someone else. And I don't talk about crazy offensive stuff either on my Instagram. You know, I'm very transparent about my personal life, but it's just, like I said, I'm, I'm very careful, but yeah, it is, it's, it's a hard conversation. <laughs> for sure. For sure. So moving forward, what is your bigger vision for your brand? Like, how do you see things evolving in the next few years? And I know that's such a loaded, hard question because things move and change so fast, but as of now, where do you see yourself going? <laughs> 
Totally. So I'm actually currently rebranding both my personal site, KayleeNicole.com, and then Gal Getaway has never really had its own site. So we're creating one for that. So, you know, that's coming out like next month. So people will be able to find events easier, you know, sign up for my membership or my courses easier. And then beyond there, we're creating chapters for Gal Getaway. So there can be girls all across the nation and eventually the globe that can kind of be a part of Gal Getaway in their city. And we'll send them resources and, you know, kind of lend a helping hand so they can host events in their their town. I have a book coming out. I have a bunch of new products coming out. I'm opening up like an e-store. So there's lots of things. It's just <laughs> trying to not <laughs> overwhelm myself too much because I also go back to school next month, but definitely getting out those websites, you know, ASAP and we're going to have a launch party and all that fun stuff. So yeah, lots to come. <laughs> I have so many ideas, so I need to just calm down, but you know, here we are. I know the struggle. <laughs> I'm, I chronically like, get really excited about new projects and start them and then have a problem like finishing what I already have going. So I totally feel you on that. (laughs) Yeah. I'm glad you can relate. That's exactly where I'm at too. I'm like, oh, okay. I should probably slow down. (laughs) I think that's like the best problem to have though, because that means that you are passionate about what you're doing and you are passionate about the impact that you want to make. So like, as soon as you think of something else that can like feed into that, you just want to get it out there right away. Yes, exactly. That's such a good way to explain it too. Cause you know, some people are like, oh my gosh, you're crazy. And I'm like, I know, but like, this is going to be really (laughs) great. You know? (laughs) Yeah. Right. It's like, it's a good crazy. Yeah. It's a good crazy for sure. Awesome. Well, I have had so much fun talking about social media and being an influencer and just like we have so many common threads that I didn't realize until we got to talking. But to finish it off, I would love to do some rapid fire questions if you're down. Just some fun ones. Yeah, go for it. Okay, cool. Who is your celebrity crush? Oh my goodness, Chris Evans. (laughs) Ooh. Would you rather be invisible or have x-ray vision? Invisible. Why? Probably because I could go anywhere. I could like, I don't know. I could like sit in at like meetings and no one would know I'm there. So I could easily get past security. (laughs) I love how the first thing that comes to mind is like, I could sit in a meeting and like get knowledge. I'm like thinking I can like get in on Instagram and like hear the algorithm before it comes out (laughs) or like be at YouTube headquarters. I don't know. (laughs) Scandalous. Yes. Okay. Do you like oceans or mountains better? Oceans for sure. Florida girl. (laughs) Yeah, I figured you'd say that because Florida. One more. How would you describe yourself in three words? Goofy, happy, and passionate. Love. Love (laughs) them all. Okay. And then last but not least, because this is the Grind and Be Grateful podcast, we have got to know what is one thing that you're currently grinding toward and what's one thing that you're hugely grateful for? Something that I'm grinding toward would be definitely pushing out the new websites and creating the chapters for Gal Getaway. So just all that fun rebranding. And then something that I'm grateful for is just the platform and the community that I've had the opportunity to build and just the fact that I can do this full time. It's a cool gig. Yes. (laughs) You get it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I'm sure now everyone is dying to stalk you online. So where can they find you? My personal handle is at Kaylee and Nicole. And then Gal Getaway's handle is at Gal Getaway. And then my website's KayleeNicole.com. And then Gal Getaway will have its website soon. Yay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kalia. I loved talking with you. And I definitely think that we will be in touch because we just have so much in common. And it's always great to have new influencer friends who just get it, you know? 
Yes. Thank you so much for having me. It was so fun to chat. Yeah. Thank you so much. Everyone go show Kelia some love. <laughs> Let her know that I sent you and have a great rest of your day. Bye. Before you go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for spending your time with me on the Grind and Be Grateful podcast today. I'm super happy that we are able to hang out and share some good vibes today. It would mean the absolute world to me if you could take one second to share this episode with someone who you think would love it, whether it's texting it to your friend, linking it on Twitter, or posting a screenshot on your Instagram story. It is all super appreciated. And please leave a show review on iTunes if you're enjoying it. Tell me what you think. Let me know what you want to hear more of this show is for you so your feedback matters plus it would really help me out on my mission to educate and empower women everywhere to become their very best selves thank you again for listening and supporting the show and until next time don't forget to grind to be grateful my friends